Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. Remember, 30 days hath November. Uh, let's see, November, April, September, and uh, what's the fourth month that has 30 days? Anyway, I remember the, the old limerick from back in the day. Uh, th today is the last day of November, and uh, today is also the last opportunity for you to take advantage of our special double matching gift with our friends at Preborn. 833-850-2229, 833-850-BABY, B-A-B-Y. Uh, $28 donation, which provides one ultrasound appointment, uh, can now be doubled. So you make a $28 donation and it becomes 56. Uh, if you do a gift for five of these ultrasound donations, then that is $140 ordinarily, but because you did donate in 140, that becomes 280. Uh, if you want to give a $500 donation that becomes a thousand, you can do the math. But today's the last day to take advantage of it, so I encourage you to call 833-829-BABY, 833-850-2229, 833-850-BABY, or go online, make it a 28-second transaction if your credit card info is already trapped inside of your uh, computer. Go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com, click on the preborn banner, and you can make your donation that way as well. Um, this hour, we're going to talk about integrity. We're going to talk about people in leadership positions being people of authority who have also integrity, and why there's a, such a crisis of conscience in leadership in the country right now. Case in point, a man by the name of Stephen Hovenek or Hovenich of Sharpsburg, Georgia, was arrested November 16th on the last of a two-day sting operation and charged with pandering, which is paying for or attempting to pay for sex. Now, according to Georgia state law, that's a misdemeanor. And this guy was not the only guy. There were 26 suspects total who were arrested during the sting operation. And there were 12 others who were charged with prostitution. 10 were charged with pandering. Four were charged with pimping. Um, there were also a half dozen people who were being trafficked for the purpose of sex. And um, this is just a, it's another great day in terms of thank the Lord that these people were stopped. But um, it's also a gray day in the U.S. that we even have to keep having these operations. And, and for those people on the left, and I, and I offer this with, with gentleness and respect, as Scripture tells us, there are a good number of people who are leftists or progressive Christians who are under the impression that sting operations and sex trafficking and human trafficking is an invention of MAGA Republicans or hardcore conservatives. And every time one of these sting operations proves to be fruitful, in this case, there were 26 people who were arrested, 12 of them were uh, soliciting as prostitutes, there were others who were not, um, apparently uh, they were pandering, looking for that. Um, every time something like this happens and people are rescued from the trafficking process, I have to ask the question, why is it that the left fights so hard to perpetuate the myth that human trafficking is a lie? It's very real. And it's a very, very important uh, issue for us in the body of Christ to be concerned with and for. There is a good possibility that there is someone in your world of influence, uh, maybe someone who works for your church or your church's school or a Christian organization that you're a part of that may have been involved and tangled up in this. Um, we've seen too many instances recently of people in the church who were involved in extramarital marital affairs, who were in using pornography, um, you know, that, that it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope and it's a dangerous uh, race to run, if you will. 
the the number of people in church world in ministry whatever who use pornography on a regular basis has been growing steadily and it's amazing because it it hits people of all different uh age groups and backgrounds and now of course uh, women are becoming more equal opportunity users of that type of stuff along with men here is why though i bring up the case of stephen hovenage because we talk about integrity in the culture and how important it is for us to make sure that our kids and grandkids are in places where they are being protected not isolated not bubble wrapped i mean there has to be a certain level of protection for kids but you can't keep them hidden away from the world to the point where they're never going to be impacted look at what happened during the covid uh, pandemic in the covid pandemic world we discovered something about uh, microbiology and immunology and uh, whatever else the fact that when you are out and about with people go to the grocery store go to church you know wherever you are supermarket i might mention that um, going to a concert or a restaurant whatever it is you are constantly surrounded by people who have various stages of illness. I had a medical checkup the other day and I, they asked me if I was going to get a flu shot, pneumonia shot, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't do vaccines. We don't do vaccines that way. We just, that's, that's, that was part of the reason why we were not, certainly not going to try the COVID vaccine because it was untested. It was a large clinical trial. And again, I don't fault anybody who gets a flu shot every year. When I had my open heart surgery, I had to get a flu shot and a pneumonia shot before they let me out of the hospital because my lungs and chest had been compromised to the point where if I got pneumonia while I was in recovery and my body was kind of healing up from this, I, it could have been fatal. And, and trust me, the first time I sneezed, just a regular sneeze coming out of the hospital, I, if you've had open heart surgery, you know the deal. I couldn't shower with my... I couldn't just walk into the shower, turn on the water and let the water hit my chest for a month. It was that sensitive. I had a little, I was staying with my sister. She had a walk in one of those old school, you know, just big enough for you showers with the head that comes off of the, you know, mounts on the wall and you take it off. And I would turn my back to the water. The water would warm up. I'd come in, it would hit my back. And then I'd take the, the nozzle off and I'd carefully wash the other areas of my body that it was, it was so compromised. So I understood then why I needed the pneumonia vaccine, didn't know they had one. But now you've got the RSV, you've got the, this, that, and the other thing, and all the different jabs that you get. No one took into consideration, apparently, at the CDC, the fact that if you pull people out of circulation and they're all masked up and gloved up and not talking to each other, there's kind of a natural ebb and flow when you walk into CVS to get a prescription filled. Somebody in that pharmacy is gonna be sick and they're gonna have a cold or something like that. And those germs that kind of hit your body actually help build your immune system. So the idea that you would actually have something like that happening and you'd take that out of the circulation, people were more bound to get sick, bound to get messed up. So you have to have this certain level of protection uh, that you get only from being exposed to this type of thing. So I'm not suggesting that we should pull our kids out of public schools or this, that, and the other thing. But I have to admit, when I read the story of Stephen Hovenick in Georgia as being one of the people who was arrested in this uh, sex human trafficking sting, and then I found out what he did for a living, now nah, I was a little more concerned. Stephen Hovenick worked as the former chief of staff for the America's Division of the Department of Defense Education Activity, formerly known as the Domestic Dependent Elementary and Secondary Schools. He was a senior Pentagon official. This is a guy 
who worked as chief of staff at DODEA since October of 2010. According to their website, DODEA is, quote, one of only two federally operated school systems in the country that is responsible for planning, directing, coordinating, and managing pre-kindergarten through 12th grade educational programs on behalf of the Department of Defense. The DODEA operates 160 accredited schools in eight districts located in 11 foreign countries, seven states, Guam, and Puerto Rico. They employ 15,000 employees who serve nearly 70,000 children of active duty military and DOD civilian families. Prior to having been uh, the chief of staff for DODEA, he also worked as the principal at Quantico Medical High School and Dahlin Unit School. He spent over 14 years in the Virginia public schools prior to that. 64 years of age, and this is the guy who's the chief of staff of the school system that the Defense Department runs for American Defense Department family kids in all these different foreign countries. He handles the Americas. And what was he doing? He was pandering some child for sex. He was soliciting a prostitute. And this is the guy who's the chief of staff. He's 64 years old. Don't you think somebody that age should know better? And how did this person who spent 14 years in the Virginia public school system and then moved into a nice, cool federal job, is going to get a nice, cool federal pension. But this shows up and you know what it'll say? Well, it's a misdemeanor. Pay the fine, take early retirement, off you go. I can't stress enough how important integrity is, and especially for us as people of faith. Not suggesting that as people of faith, we should be boycotting and running away, but rather make sure your kids and grandkids are protected when it comes to education. Maybe even go into uh, this kind of mode of saying, well, we want our Christian schools to make sure we are top of the heap when it comes to integrity and educational and academic excellence. What say you? I was listening to a sermon along these lines recently by Pastor Shane Eidelman. Uh, Shane is the uh, Bible teacher on Reclaiming Lost Ground, which is a new broadcast that is heard every weekday morning at 6 and every weeknight at 6.30 here on K-Bright AM 740 in Southern California, AM 1240 in San Diego. And Shane was talking about how we need more fire and more passion in the pulpit. Well, we need the emotion, absolutely, but he also pointed out it has to be biblically based. Shane's a fascinating guy, former bodybuilder, had an issue with alcohol, drugs, things of that nature, came to faith in his 20s, and now is just an on-fire member of the clergy, on-fire member of the body of Christ, and uh, just passionate about regaining lost ground. Um, He's written a book called Answers for a Confused Church in uh, Troubling Times, and uh, Times change, truth does not, is the subtitle of the book. We've got a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com. I've asked Pastor Shane Eidelman to join me here on The Bottom Line Show today to talk about why it is that this dangerous trend of the evangelical church, taking the word of God and trying to make it fit societal norms, saying this sin isn't that bad. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to think of where we are, but I'm grateful for guys like Shane who are standing in the gap and understanding that even though times change, truth does not. We're going to talk about regaining lost ground in the culture with Pastor Shane Eidelman coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. 
Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Well, a special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line, a new friend of The Bottom Line Show broadcast, but an old familiar voice uh, to many who've been listening to KBRT on the weekends and now get a chance to hear him Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., on AM 740 and 6 p.m. on AM 1240 with the Regaining Lost Ground program. Pastor Shane Eidelman is with me. Shane, welcome to the Bottom Line Show. Hey, Roger. It's great to be here, too. Just uh, feel the camaraderie, you know, yeah. the, the, the Christ at the center and, and trying to get that message out there on radio. So important right now. It certainly is. Shane Eidelman is founder and lead pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Lancaster and now in Leona Valley. Uh, he's also the founder of the Westside Christian Radio Network. We'll get into that in just a little bit more. He's also very well known on social media for his sermons, his books, his articles. And Shane, I'm not going to lie. I first found you, I think, on Instagram, and I looked at what a compelling person you are in terms of your oh. appearance and everything. And I thought, boy, this guy's good, but dang, you can't not look at you. I mean, you have a really remarkable testimony of how you got from where you were to where you yes. are and why why your ministry is so important right now. Can you give us maybe a 60-second overview of how Shane Eidelman became yeah. Pastor Shane Eidelman? It, well, it's, it's definitely a God story, the prodigal son, you know, just raised in Southern California, uh, not really a good education, came from kind of a broken family. Uh, so uh, a broken man from the get-go, and God just um, really brought me back to him in my late 20s. And from that dependence, from that humbling myself and just seeking God, then just the word of God came alive. And uh, he called me to preach. He called me to write. The funny thing about writing is I graduated high school at the 1.8 and uh, <laughs> I, I have, I have dyslexia and I can't oh, write or spell. I can't write or spell really well. Thank God for editors. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, 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 so he gets all the glory, all the credit. Amen. And um, that, that really, and then from that came, speaking engagements, and then came books, uh, articles I write for the stream and the Christian Post and Christian Headlines. I think an article is coming out today on the state of our nation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then planted the church about 13 years ago in what is far north Los Angeles County. So the books are on addiction and broken marriages and just helping people in right. those difficult seasons. It's amazing to me how many people will resonate with that. And they, you know, I, I can't ever remember sitting in a congregation, listening to a pastor preach and asking myself, gee, I wonder what his GPA was in high school. You know, I mean, because yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're so, sometimes we get, but our culture, you know, if you've got kids or grandkids, they, they get focused on the, I've got to go to the right school. I've got to do it the right yes. way. And I love the fact that God took the broken pieces of Shane Eidelman's life and has formed it into this right. new and thriving ministry and, uh, and found a way for you to quote unquote, write books, even though there's the, the, the challenges that you do face all glory to him. 
Um, you right. have become well-known in the social media world and people who listen to your teaching here on Kbright understand this all too well um, with regard to some rather pithy, but potent, powerful. I'm see, I'm talking like a pastor now with yeah, all my yeah. alliteration here. I like but, it. Well, the, 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 but uh, your, your Bible teaching with regard to the balance of kind of a patriotism and also of Christian citizenship, if you will. I mean, yeah. a lot of people yeah. hear a pastor like that and they'll say, wait, oh, he's one of those Christian nationalists or something like that. I don't get that sense when I listen to your teaching. How, how do you describe it? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what that term means. I guess if you're putting government above God and and it's all about, you know, election, all about government, then I guess maybe that might be what they're talking about. But um, I think the key is God gives us different callings right. and different giftings. So you're not going to hear what I say from other Bible teachers a lot of times because they're called to primarily teach. Mm-hmm. But God has given me a passion for how far our nation has drifted. He has given me a desire for another spiritual awakening, a contending for another massive revival in our nation, like the First Great Awakening, Second Great Awakenings, New Hebrides, the Welsh Revivals, Duncan Campbell, Evan Roberts. I mean, God revives his people in very dark moments. And so in order to do that, you have to talk about the hot button issues. You have to call the nation to repentance. And so right. to me, these really aren't political issues. These are biblical issues. A friend of mine, Jim Garlow, I just spoke yeah. for me a few just spoke for me a few weeks ago and he's really ingrained that into my heart you know that these are these are biblical issues and so that boldness I I I I mentioned at Turning Point USA I spoke there recently in San Diego at their pastors conference and I said that you know I took a season of a couple of months off and I just sought God I fasted I prayed and the more time I spent with God the bolder I became about these issues interesting and the less time I spend with God and you're, you're, you're listening to the false narratives, the fake news, and, and you're, you're, you're kind of getting polarized and fears coming in, the less bold you are. So I really resonated with the more God wants us to be bold in this culture, not arrogant, not demeaning. Yes. Yes. Um, and and, and I, I often say the truth will offend, but my attitude shouldn't. So right. see, that's, that's the hard part. You know, I think we've got to be bold in this culture and confront sin and and denounce it and what's going on in the woke agendas in the school districts. And I, I went to our school board and I confronted them. I looked directly at them and confronted them. And, and, uh, but with the spirit of humility and love, but boldness is a byproduct of the Holy being filled with the Holy spirit. I mean, Amen. it's just no way around, but I don't want to put that calling on others because people say, Oh, I wish my pastor did this. I wish, well, not everyone's called. I mean, for example, John MacArthur wasn't known to be too political I, right. until with COVID, a COVID of course, uh, David Jeremiah, who we have on our radio network, and and Jack Graham in Dallas, Texas, a friend of mine, and 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 these some Jack Hibbs. I'm, I'm actually on a conference call with him in a couple hours about. And so you have these people with different callings, and instead of judging, why are you so political, or why aren't you more political? Just realizing that God's given us different giftings, and thank God for all those people who are standing up and taking a, a, a stance in our nation for what is right. I think godly leaders and godly legislation is, it's just biblical. There's just yeah. no way around that. Well, and I love what you're saying, Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He's the host of the radio program called Regaining Lost Ground, which is heard every weekday morning at 6 a.m. here on KBRT AM 740 in Southern California, and at 6 p.m. in San Diego on AM 1240 and FM 103.3 in National City. And I loved what you said there because it sounds like, I mean, I come from a musical background, so sometimes Mm -hmm. I think in terms of choirs or orchestras or, I mean, yeah, I'll even admit it, rock bands. I mean, you know, back from 
my day. But I yeah, love me it. I mean, what a band to have John MacArthur, Jack Hibbs, Shane Eidelman, Jim Garlow, Jeremy McGarity, Jay Sekulow. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a fabulous band where you guys are all playing your instrument, but you're doing exactly. it in harmony. And I love to hear that exactly. because you're right. It does kind of seem like someone's saying, oh, I, I met a guy recently. He's a part of a church in Texas. And he said, oh, yeah, we followed what John MacArthur does. Our pastor went to this, that, and the other thing. And he's trying to be like John MacArthur. And I asked him, I said, why would you want to be like John MacArthur when you're called to be Shane Eidelman? I mean, yep, yep, exactly. And, and, and your message is really resonating with people. Now, you you kind of jumped right to the finish line, I think, in terms of uh, what you're <laughs> talking true. about. When, yeah. when you said, hey, basically, the only thing that's going to save America is revival right now. Talk about, unpack that right. a little bit more, if you would. Well, the, the word itself, I mean, I, and I'm, I'm, I consider myself conservative. You know, I'm not real emotional. I'm not, right. you know, but, you know, sometimes people see that word and they think, oh, my goodness, you know. If it's odd, it's God. If it's weird, it's revival. And that's really, revival is a biblical term. Mm -hmm. It just means God awakening his people. You know, they, they went from lukewarmness and carnality, and they're kind of dead spiritually, and they need spiritual resuscitation. Yes, they need to yes. be they need to be revived. Oh, God, would you not revive us again so that we can rejoice in you? And as Isaiah prayed, oh, God, would you rend the heavens and come down and visit your people again? So it's it's and, and we see also throughout church history. Um, I mean, the beginning in the upper room and you can look through the, the reformers. You can look through the early church fathers. You can go into the, you know, Wycliffe and Tyndale and Huss. And then, of course, you know, you follow church history and you see there are critical moments in history where God would revive his church and give us the boldness and the compassion and the spiritual power that we need to confront the darkness that we are now encountering. And so, I mean, our hope isn't in 2024. Our hope is not in, I mean, it's the way things are now, the Titanic has been struck. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, you're not turning this around. It's hit the iceberg. So right. apart from a national spiritual awakening, doesn't mean we're going to be in utopia. Doesn't mean America, the 1940s is coming back, but it does mean that we are going to confront this woke agenda, this demonic culture uh, with the tools of that God gives us power, prayer and fasting and worship. And you'll see a massive spiritual upheaval uh, that, that is, is, is taking place. And I think that's our only hope. What other hope do we have? Look at right. look at the protests, look at the violence, look at the bloodshed, look at the you know, people are now uh, uh, rejoicing that we can we can kill our babies in nine months. Mm. Mm -mm. New York, California, what was a recent one? Ohio, uh, I, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. It's just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, just, so apart from that, I, I my concern is business as usual is not going to cut it anymore. Right. I love galas. I love events. I love Christian conferences, but we've got to get on our face before God again. We've got to get back to the old paths of prayer and fasting and seeking God like never before and crying out and being desperate for more of God. That's the, that's the prayers that God hears business mm. as usual, you know, business as usual is not going to cut it in these dire times. Right. Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. What an encouraging conversation. Uh, his brand new uh, radio release is now just uh, five days a week. We were just on weekends for about a year, and now he's expanded to the weekdays as well. 6 a.m. with Regaining Lost Ground program. That's on K-Bright AM 740 for all California, and then simulcasting along with AM 1240 at 6 p.m. for Regaining Lost Ground as well on AM 1240 here in San Diego. More to come in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. 
Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on the program. Shane is the lead pastor at Westside Christian Fellowship in Lancaster, and also they've got a campus now in Leona Valley as well. He started the Westside Christian Radio Network, WCFR, uh, WCFradio.org, back in 2019, and his radio program, Regaining Lost Ground, has become a staple here at the uh, Bottom Line Show affiliate KBRT in uh, Southern California. Uh, we've got a link for all of things Shane Eidelman up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we're talking about regaining lost ground and giving answers for a confused church and how times change, but truth does not. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have not one, not two, but at least three copies of this book to give away. As a matter of fact, um, I think... Shane might have sent us some more. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we have at least three copies of Shane Eidelman's book, Answers for a Confused Church, up at thebottomlineshow.com. I would love to place one in your hands, especially right here before Christmas. And if you're in the, uh, it was the Antelope Valley there, that area of Lancaster, you want to check out uh, Westside Christian Fellowship with Pastor Shane Eidelman. Fantastic Bible teaching. And you can always hear him on the Reclaiming Lost Ground radio program every weekday morning at 6 here on K-Bright. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the Bottom Line Show. Don't forget today is also the final day to take advantage of our November double matching gift from our friends at Preborn. Your $28 donation to provide an ultrasound appointment for a woman who is experiencing experiencing a pregnancy. She's pregnant, and she wants to know what her options are. Your $28 donation means it takes her one step closer to saving the life of that child. Um, 833-850-BABY or go to kbrightradio.com and click on the pre-born banner. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, more of my conversation with pastor, author, and radio broadcaster Shane Eidelman. Coming up next as The Bottom Line continues been hurt in an accident and you're wondering if you should call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. You must. That's why insurance exists to cover accidents. So you should use it. Stephanie worked in the insurance industry for over 20 years and she knows their system, how to talk to adjusters, how they think, and how to get back from them all that you've lost. That could be wages, time, property, or anything else that the accident has taken from you. Every minute you wait hurts your chance to be made whole again. And Stephanie knows that the opposing insurance company is building a case against you, so time is a factor. Stephanie cares about the truth. She builds your case on a rock-solid foundation of honesty. She will give you a clear understanding of what to expect during the process, and Stephanie will ensure that the truth comes to light. If you or someone you know has been in an accident and you're not sure if you need an attorney, Reach out to Stephanie Cover now at kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. Pastor Shane Eidelman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. What an encouraging conversation. Uh, his brand new uh, radio release is now just uh, five days a week. We were just on weekends for about a year, and now he's expanded to the weekdays as well. 6 a.m. with the Regaining Lost Ground program. That's on Kbright AM 740 for all 
California, and then simulcasting along with AM 1240 at 6 p.m. for Regaining Lost Ground as well on AM 1240 here in San Diego. Uh, Shane, I'm going to ask you a question, kind of go off script a little bit, but you were talking about the revival and and people waking mm -hmm. up to what's happening, not in necessarily a fatalistic way, but you know, if you do remember, yeah. it took a couple hours for the Titanic to sink. Um, yeah. Earlier yeah. earlier this week, as we're recording this uh, for podcast purposes, there was a massive demonstration in Washington, D.C. with people supporting Israel. Yeah. And my heart leapt when I saw what they estimated, like 300,000 people who are doing so many for political reasons or for cultural Jewish reasons. Right. But I looked at that and said, wait a minute, Israel is in the spotlight right now. God is up to something. What mm -hmm. is your take on that, Pastor Shane Edelman? Well, it's it's absolutely uh, the same as yours, you know, because it is, you know, when you look at, and I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but you look at what Hamas actually did, hmm. it, it, re, it requires a response. Mm -hmm. There's just mm -hmm. no way around it. Evil evil has to be restrained. Uh, the only thing for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing, Edwin right. Burke said, of course. And so there has to be a response. Uh, the, the atrocity, the atrocities, and Victor Marks, I don't know if you follow his ministry. Oh, yeah. We're uh, he's yeah, he uh, he. I've been sharing his podcast and watching what, when he got back from Israel, and um, and then now to have people against Israel and for basically for beyond murder. I mean, it's it's be, they're they're embracing evil. I think they're 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 not getting it upstairs, right? They're brainwashed. They they mm -hmm. they follow the fake narratives and the fake news, but to, then to see that response. Uh, for Israel was was uh, encouraging for me as well. And we know it's a nation adrift, but when you read the Bible, you know God clearly has his his hand on uh, on that that area of, of of land. I believe still. Yeah. Well, and let's face it, we we can't read Hosea and not say, okay, well, God does have a heart. And there yeah. is a covenant, and God's going to be faithful to that covenant. So we are the people of God. We will be faithful to that covenant, too. And uh, Pastor Shane Eidelman, I love the way you're describing today here on The Bottom Line for our listeners, the way that you approach this kind of political and spiritual narrative, because it does seem like there are some folks who can get a little too carried away in one direction or the other. Yeah. We're just going to fast and pray, and we're going to stay in the church and hope that the elections go our way, or we're going to get militant and we're going to you know, start taking arms and that type of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It really, I mean, it really is a both and, not an either or, and that doesn't leave you in either one of those silos, does it? No. One, I think the more time you spend with God, you know, you're in his word, you're praying, you're repenting, you're fasting, like Lord, show me what your will is, and you're yeah. you're going to find that you're going to find that balance back to the middle, you know, because the far, you know, take up arms and and all the arrogant posts and the and the it, it just it's not healthy, it's not beneficial right. at all. But then to go, oh, I'm just going to pray and not, I'm not, I don't want to get involved. Well, sweetie, you're already involved. <laughs> Let me, it, you know, I hear I that. that. Well, I, I just don't want to get involved. You're yeah. you're already involved. Uh huh. You, Silence speaks volumes. Let's not forget, you know, silence speaks loud and clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I don't know what that means. I mean, can you imagine if more of us uh, went to these school board meetings? You know, another acquaintance of mine is John Armachuka. I don't know if you oh, yeah. know him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I, I, I texted or sent him an Instagram yesterday. I wanted to find out where he just spoke in Idaho because I want to reach out to that school board. And how dare they? And so can you imagine if pastors show up and not being arrogant at me, mm -hmm. but so how dare you allow that perversion into our schools? Right. How, see, what happens is nobody's saying anything. And so that's how all these agendas are pushed. There's no pushback. Um, and I believe God wants us to push back on evil to expose the unfruitful works of mm -hmm. darkness. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, but I know it's hard because without the filling of the Holy Spirit, I'm pretty complacent. I'm, I don't want to upset people. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Um, but once you commit to God and you, you have that boldness of the, of the spirit in your life, that fire, that's why it's called fire. He will baptize you with fire, the fire mm -hmm. of the spirit, the boldness in the upper room, they're filled with fire and they went out in the boldness to witness. And that's really what we need. And, um, w without that, you know, Christianity is just going to go through the motions, you know, go through our normal church services. We'll see you next week. Uh, King's stomach is still on the throne. There's no fasting. There's no prayer. <laughs> You know, I've never seen, yeah. I've never seen lukewarm, carnal Christianity uh, do anything for God. And right. I'm not saying that arrogantly because I can slip in that direction, right? Off the, I can slip back to the old man. I can slip back there. You've got to re remain vigilant and fighting the good fight of faith and repenting. And it, it's, it, it is, it is a walk. It's a Christian walk. So um, that's why revival is so important. It awakens those who are spiritually asleep. Mm, boy, that is powerful insight, a great exhortation from Pastor Shane Eidelman today here on The Bottom Line as we're talking about his, his radio program that's brand new to us. I mean, the program's been around for a little while, uh, Regaining Lost Ground. It's now being heard Monday through Friday on K-Bright AM 740, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, a.m. and then also uh, 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. on K-Bright a.m. 12.40. And of course, you can hear it at uh, the Westside Christian Radio Network, wcrfradio.org, and uh, wherever. Uh, we'll just put Shane Eidelman up at the bottomlineshow.com, and I'm glad I didn't call you Kyle. That's a whole different conversation. That's no, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's, a, it's yeah. a good one. Hey, we've got a couple minutes left in our, uh, Pastor Shane, we've got a, a, a couple minutes left in our conversation. And of course, you are still lead pastor at Westside Christian Fellowship. Yes. Our listeners who are in that part of LA County in the Lancaster uh, Palmdale area. What what what's happening with you guys for Advent? What's going on for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? Give give our listeners an invitation yeah, to I be mean, a part of that. Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. You know, many people are aware of that. So we have our our normal services on Sunday morning. We have at eight thirty and eleven, and then we also have a five p.m. Sunday evening service as well. I'm not sure if we're going to add another one just yet. Depends on on you know as we get closer. We're about an hour north of Los Angeles. Um, depending, you know, of course, on traffic, no traffic. In uh, West Palmdale, which is called Tucked Back in the Hills of Leona Valley. Okay. A beautiful area of just the, uh, the hills, and, the, and, and it's, it's really a beautiful area. But I also want to let be, the listeners know, before I forget, all of my books now are available as free downloads. Wow. So all, all 12 titles, you can download it right now for free at westsidechristianfellowship.org. Again, Love that's it. westsidechristianfellowship.org. Books on revival, books on fasting, books on on marriage and dating and breaking addiction is the newest one. Help, I'm addicted, and mm. so it's helping people overcome addiction. So all those books available uh, at at the church website for free. Just click it, download it. it. I think and that's I think fantastic. Four of them we put on Audible, uh, but we also uploaded the audio for free too on the on the church website. So I think wow. that'll help a lot of people as well. I was going to say you're and, you're bucking uh, bucking the convention there, Pastor Shane Eidelman. You know yeah, what the whole well, idea. yeah, God, God. Well, I, we don't have time, but long story short, I met with major publishers, Multnomah, mm -hmm. Charisma House, and it never felt right to go with mm -hmm. them. It never. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know why God just closed the door, closed the door. But now we can make all the books. I mean, of course, it's on Amazon and Kindle and Audible, but we we give it. Uh, we give them just free re thousands and thousands of, of free copies out, and and God has blessed that. Um, mm. for sure. That, that's how he wanted to do it. But also what's not conventional is people don't know. I have a background in health and fitness. 
So I came out of a district manager as 20 of 24 hour fitness. I was still really? one of their top, top district managers making uh -huh. lots of money in my twenties. And that's what God brought me back from the, this. I think this month muscle and fitness, believe it or not, they've got a million to 3 million readers are, they're going to feature my story in muscle and fitness. I just wow. found out today. So coming out of steroids and alcoholism and, and failed, uh, failed attempts at, at so many different areas and, and God just broke me and humbled me and uh, came back. The prodigal son came back. And now the, the, the radio, the Regaining Lost Ground is heard on 80 some different stations now. Love it. Uh, throughout the United States, up on the Trump Tower in New Jersey. It's just, again, I, we don't toot our own horn, but we want to encourage people. God often takes the least likely mm -hmm. and he can do a lot with it because you realize, Lord, if, it, <laughs> if you don't do anything, I can't do anything. I can't. Right. I can't, I can't fall back on my master's degree. Yeah. I can't fall back on my speaking ability. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't speak very well. I stutter and and my my train of thought. And so God uses all these imperfect imperfect. I don't know if that's a word even imperfections. Imper in imperfections. Us, yeah. Right to deliver a perfect message Amen. of the gospel. So the message is perfect, but the messenger is is never is. So just mm. about that, I think that's a big encouragement to a lot of people who are probably listening to this. They just they're in their third recovering home. Uh, they're on their second marriage. They can't seem to break this addiction. You know, God can see you through. It's going to be tough, but uh, there is always light at the end of the tunnel when, when God's in the equation. Amen. Well, and you're, the light The light of Christ is so shining in you, Pastor Shane Eidelman, that uh, uh, we, we see your good deeds and we glorify him. And uh, that's the yeah. that's the name of the game. Pastor Shane Eidelman, uh, the founder and lead pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship and uh, the uh, Bible teacher, the host of the uh, brand new to us Monday through Friday radio, radio release, Regaining Lost Ground, again, 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. on AM 740, Monday through Friday, and then 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. on AM 1240 in San Diego. And it's great to have uh, the first of what will be many uh, regular conversations now with Pastor that Shane Eidelman. Looking forward to it, Shane. God bless you and your family and your congregation. And uh, from all of us here at TheBottomLineShow.com, if we don't get in touch with you before uh, December 24th, again, Merry Christmas and Happy New yes. Year from all of us here at the bottom. You too, line. you too. Great interview too. Great job and we appreciate your program. Well, what a great opportunity to meet a brand new friend, a pastor and author. Shane Eidelman has been my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Regaining Lost Ground is the brand new radio program here on KBright AM 740, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. and then weeknights in San Diego on AM 1240, 630 p.m. Um, his book, well, we've just got, we linked up shaneidleman.com at thebottomlineshow.com so you can learn more about his church. He's the founder and lead pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Lancaster, California, uh, right here in uh, northern L.A. County, and I uh, encourage you to check out what Shane is doing. We've got not one, not two, but at least three copies of Pastor Shane's book, Answers for a Confused Church. Times change, but truth does not, up at thebottomlineshow.com. Giving those away today at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about how uh, confusion does not reign when it comes to following the Lord and, uh, and following uh, what the letter of the law actually says. I'm going to talk about um, a, an interesting new report involving our former vice president and what he has actually told the special counsel with regard to the January 6th uprising. Um, and it's very interesting to see how Mike Pence was able to uphold biblical values and also uphold constitutional realities. 
all at the same time. It's amazing when the mainstream media gets a hold of this. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I want to walk through this on the other side of this break. We'll do a little analysis, balance, and clarity coming up next as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to pastor, author, and radio broadcaster Shane Eidelman for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. By the way, if I didn't mention it before, um, in addition to having this radio and broadcast and podcast, um, Shane and I were also Zooming. And so uh, that means that it's up at the video. will be up at the end of today at myhopenow.com. So if you want to check out, Shane's got a very distinct look. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you really want to check it out. Um, but that's, uh, that's all up there. We've got the three copies at least of his most recent book. And uh, Answers for a Confused Church, we've got it at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, one of the places where the church has experienced a certain level of confusion, and I see this in social media, and you can too, is when it comes to people who take a look at the election on February or November 3rd, 2020, where ostensibly Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump. I know there are some people with some emails say, yes, he did. It was fair and square. Okay. Uh, the, the votes that were counted and where they were counted in the electoral college and in the general vote, there were more vo votes counted for Joe Biden than for Donald Trump. I don't know if there were more votes cast for him, uh, but there were in fact more counted. And there's so many different layers to this onion. I'm not going to try to unpeel all of those. But what we do know is that in the body of Christ, now there is a certain rift between people who supported Donald Trump and think that we got ripped off as a nation and people who don't support Donald Trump and want him to just be quiet and go away and enjoy his retirement. And I think that there's one issue that we're missing and we're kind of con uh, conflating two things that shouldn't be conflated. And that, quite frankly, is do you believe the election had some kind of interference, whether it was from funky laws that were passed or, you know, arbitrary judicial decisions that were handed down. I think most Americans could agree that, yes, that did happen and that has happened in the past. The next question we have to ask is, did it ultimately affect the outcome of the election? I would say just based on the sheer volume of votes that were cast, it did, because it just seems a little manufactured that that many people, I mean, that we would see a massive increase, nearly 15% of the electorate would increase by that much in terms of wanting to vote and who they voted for. I mean, it's kind of miraculous that Donald Trump went from 63 million votes to 74 million in the 2020 election, but that the Democrat side went from 66 to 81 million is crazy. Now, it's funny. ABC News has a report. I've got it up at thebottomlineshow.com. Tamara puts those up for us very faithfully about a report where they say, you know, Mike Pence told the January 6th special counsel harrowing details about the 2020 aftermath, warnings to Trump. This is from sources. Mike Pence was summoned before the January 6th special committee, Jack Smith's team, and he did, in fact, you know, give his testimony. The reason we're just now hearing about what Vice President Pence said is because of the fact that these were kind of sealed up and Freedom of Information Act Paperwork has to be filed so you can get releases of transcripts, emails, et cetera, et cetera. Some redacted, some not. So a lot of this stuff, I mean, this was all during the special hearings during that circus last year or later, earlier this year, I should say, where remember the televised hearings and the January 6th committee. And, and remember that after the January 6th committee went down and everything that they did, 
what other charges have been handed down against Donald Trump? Well, right now, none. I mean, there are some indictments that he's dealing with, but those weren't necessarily the January 6th commission that said they were going to get to the bottom of the riots turned out to be a kangaroo court. Once Mike Johnson took over as Speaker of the House, one of the first things he did was he released all 40,000 hours of the surveillance video at the White House, the Capitol that day. And it was interesting. What was the guy's name? Uh, Adam Kitzinger or whatever. He's a Republican congressman, anti-Trump, was part of that gang of so-called Trump supporters or so-called Republicans that didn't support Donald Trump. Not to suggest that you had to support Donald Trump to be a Republican, but rather to insinuate that both of the impeachments Donald Trump went through were silly and pointless, and they were designed for no other purpose than to keep him off the ballot in 2024. He tweeted out literally within two days of the release of the video, he says, so the 40,000 hours or so the video from January 6th has been released and conservative MAGA lovers have gone mysteriously silent over the whole issue. And I thought to myself, that may be one of the silliest tweets I've ever seen. There were 40,000 hours of video and 48 hours after the release of the 40,000 hours, this guy's chiding them for not finding anything. Was anybody up all 48 hours in a row watching the video? I mean, a lot of the video, it's surveillance video. Remember all the cries against David uh, Daleiden, Center for Medical Progress? They, they, they uh, uh, erroneously and maliciously, fraudulently altered the video by editing it to make it look like we said certain things. So they released the, the video they had. What they have? 1,500 hours worth or something like that? There were some times, like David said, because what we edited out a lot of things, like when Sandra and I went to Starbucks and we had the cameras rolling, we didn't put that video out there because who wants to hear us ordering a white mocha frappuccino, you know, with extra heat or extra foam, or I mean, with 10 pumps of whatever. No one cares about that. And a lot of the video that has been released shows people walking into the Capitol building going, hey, check it out. I got a flag. Hey, look at me. Let's get a picture. You know, I mean, you don't see the outside, the videos you've seen over and over and over again are storm the castle, storm the castle. But inside, you don't see a lot of mischief going on. But the idea that uh, Mike Pence was giving this council, uh, special counsel, Jack Smith's team, whatever they were looking for, it's kind of interesting. I'm going to put this article up from ABC News up at the bottom line show.com. The harrowing details of the 2020 aftermath really aren't that harrowing, number one. Number two, Mike Pence published an autobiography this year that includes most everything that he shared behind closed doors. There's not a whole lot of new revelations. Um, in one of the interviews with the vice president, Jack Smith's investigators pressed him to uh, give up some personal notes that he took after the meetings with Trump. Um, he didn't give them up per se, but... They're part of the National Archives, so they went and filed a Freedom of Information request and got them from there. According to sources, one of the notes that the team got says that days before Pence was to preside over the Congress certifying the election results, that was going to happen on January 6th, he momentarily decided that he would skip the proceedings altogether. He wrote in one of his notes, quote, there are too many questions, and otherwise it would be too hurtful to my friend to preside over this, but ultimately he concluded that he had a duty to show up. Another one of the notes 
that showed up described how he actually got to that conclusion. He had spoken with President Trump and he said they were having a private meeting in the Oval Office, I guess this was on December 21st. The campaign's legal challenges were failing, but Trump kept saying the election was stolen and he was urging supporters to get together for a quote-unquote big protest on January 6th. Privately, President Trump asked Vice President Pence what they should do. And Pence said, look, quite frankly, if nothing changes, you should simply just accept the results, take a bow, travel the country to thank your supporters, and then run again in 2024 if you want to. And then Pence said to investigators, he said, I'll never forget, he just pointed at me. Kind of gave me that. That's a good idea. Then, um, two days later, Trump retweeted a memo titled Operation Pence Card, which falsely asserted that the vice president could, among other things, unilaterally disqualify legitimate ejector, electors from six targeted states. So then the vice president was on his way to Colorado for a family gathering and said, well, you know what? Looked at his wife, Karen Pence, who's been with us on the Bottom Line Show in the past, and said, here we go. On the other side of this break, I want to take a look at the one moment of this testimony that I found very, very riveting because it's a man of faith sitting with one of his children who has a job in the government that many of us really honor and respect and the way that they handled the conversation about this very touchy issue. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. Uh, National Crawford Roundtable coming up just around the corner. Uh, first, though, a reminder that Pastor Shane Eidelman's books that we've got up at thebottomlineshow.com, we're giving them away today at 800-227-5278. And, of course, check out Reclaiming Lost Ground, the outstanding Bible teaching program featuring Pastor Shane Eidelman, weekday mornings at 6, weeknights at 6.30, right here on Bright AM 740 in Southern California. Taking a look at this very interesting report from ABC News, uh, they're trying to stir the pot, but they're not telling us a lot about what Mike Pence said and did. I mean, they're they're looking at notes that he took that are now part of the National Archives. Again, the, it seems like with the left, if someone like Bill Clinton makes a note that says, boy, Monica Lewinsky sure is cute, they go, well, that's his personal life, his private life, no one cares. But if Mike Pence writes a note that says, I'm not feeling like I should attend the electoral count, there's too many questions, too, too many doubts, and 
too hurtful to my friend, meaning Donald Trump. Therefore, I'm not going to participate in the certification of the election. Those are just his thoughts and feelings, right? The left says, oh, he was going to wreak havoc and you know, breach of contract, you know, whatever. So it's interesting because at Christmas, the Pences were in Colorado on vacation. And uh, he had made the decision Christmas Eve before he headed out that he said, uh, you know, this is going to be too hurtful to Donald if he's not going to back off on this thing. I don't want to be a part of it. There's a way that I don't have to be there to certify it. That's the the choice I'm going to make. That's what he thought about. And then they're sitting there around Christmas time. He's at the dinner table. His son, who is a Marine, is there with him as well. And he said, "Uh, Dad, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I'm still kicking it around. And that's what his son said. Dad, you and I took the same oath. It was an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And this is testimony that was under oath with Jack Smith's investigation team. He said, when my son confronted me with the reality that we both had sworn an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, that's when I realized that the right thing for me to do was to go to the Capitol on January 6th and to certify the election. I have so much respect and integri- for the integrity of uh, Vice President Mike Pence. I think it's very sad that uh, that he does not get the kind of press that he does. And quite frankly, anecdotally, for my friends who are on the left, who are in the Democrat Party, who are sick of Joe Biden, I've heard to a person, up and down, top to bottom, they've all said the same thing. If Mike Pence were running for president, I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. But we'll never know, at least not in 2024 anyway, maybe in 2028. But I think the vice president gave us an example. I know there are a lot of people who will disagree with me. They're saying, you know, I've had guests on this program saying, what Mike Pence should have done is he should have just said, I'm throwing the election out. I have respect for the fact that he wrestled with this, that he labored with Donald Trump, that he tried to, that he considered Trump a friend and said, you know, even if Trump didn't treat him as much of a friend and in public, he vilified him. But the fact that he maintained his integrity, he maintained his faith in God, and he protected and defended the Constitution, even though it was difficult for him to do so, and to see this election knowing that it had been uh, rigged, uh, I give him credit. And ultimately, the name of the game for Mike Pence is not whether or not you ascended to the throne of presidency of the United States of America, but were you a good and faithful servant? And I think he's going to hear well done for what he did. Those are my opinions on that. And if you've got a different thought, drop me a line at thebottomlineshow.com. Coming up next, it's this week's edition of the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. You're going to love it. Join us for it next on The Bottom Line as it continues right here.